leftovers, or the DMV, or house cleaning, or Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. T plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Does your health routine for the new year include eye care? Well, now that you can use your renewed vision benefits, it's easy to add it to the routine. Visit PearlVision.com and schedule exams for the whole family. They work with all major vision plans, including iMed, and they'll cover your cost of insurance, copay, or eye exam. Valid prescription required. Valid at participating locations. Restrictions apply. Taxes extra. See store for details. Ends 331-2023. Exams available at the Independent Doctor of Optometry at or next to Pearl Vision. Some doctors employed by Pearl Vision. Welcome to Real Talk Wrestling. I'm your host, Josh Kimball, along with the ultimate heel, Christopher Koffer. What is going on, my dude? <laughs> What's going on, man? We're Here we are, Friday night, a rare Friday night podcast. A Friday night, we're missing SmackDown, but are we really missing SmackDown? Really, Chris? Mm, like, does no. it matter? No. The only thing good about, well, actually, you know what? SmackDown's probably the third best show. It is, out of but all that's of the thing. It's the third best one, so eh, we're okay. I mean, you got Sasha, you got Bianca, Roman, like, Daniel Bryan, Edge, all the stars are on yeah. SmackDown because Fox Network. What do you think about the, I know, I know we're, this is off topic, man, off topic. Daniel Bryan says he's going to be off SmackDown if he loses his next match against Roman Reigns. Did you see that? I heard about that. Going, to, he, going to Raw or is he going to retire or part-time? I think it's the beginning of the part-time that we talked about last week. Yeah, he's going to lose and takes a lot of time off. We won't see him for a while. Yeah. No big deal. But you know where you can see us? Twitter, Josh Kimmel OUS, at RTW Chris. I saw you got some followers, dude. I did. I finally got some followers. You showed me the tricks. (laughs) Showed this boomer, this old dog, some new tricks. The boomer learned how to Twitter. You can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Real Talk Wrestling Pod. We're part of the Say It Again Network, sayitagain.com. You can find us there anywhere. You can find our podcast, Apple, Spotify, Google Play, iHeartRadio, anywhere. Anywhere. So on today's show, we're going to talk about the top five managers of all time. Women, men, all of them. Yeah. I bet you got some basic ones, Chris. You know me. I know. It's probably what. I go with the, the correct answers, not the uh, hipster answers. That well, you, I, you know, I like to have fun with my list. Some fun. But before we get to all that, we're going to talk some this week in wrestling. We got some big stuff. Kenny Omega wins the Impact World Championship. The king of the tiny promotions. As I call them. <laughs> yeah, I think this is a match or an outcome to the match that we all saw coming. We knew it was going to happen. There was no way that Rich Swan was going to take his AEW Stop championship. Stop looking at me, Swan. <laughs> nice little Billy Madison reference. I like it. Uh, but yeah, we kind of knew that was coming. And I, I heard that it was probably one of the best impact pay-per-views in quite some time. Does the AEW title... Impact title and Lucha Libre AAA title add up to one WWE championship? <laughs> I'm just asking because I don't know. I don't know the currency of these it adds titles. Adds up to three. 
WWE championships. That's Chris. You don't no, even know kidding. where Lucha Libre AAA is. <laughs> no, I don't. We don't even I know. Don't. And Impact Television, Impact TV is held on Twitch half the so time. So that adds up to a WWE championship, a Intercontinental title, and the uh, European title. Maybe you're being kind. I'm going to say <laughs> it adds up to the Intercontinental Championship and the 24/7 Championship. Wow, that's it. That's throwing a you lot of what? shade there. Hey. That's Dang. where the 24 championship went. Yeah. Kenny Omega has it, and we just don't know. He's not showing anybody. It just changed colors there. <laughs> Gosh. Oh. No, I mean, yeah, of course we knew he was going to win. He's a star of wrestling right now. He There's WWE, and then there's the rest. Yeah. And Kenny Omega is a star of the rest. Mm-hmm. So it makes sense for Impact to give him the title so he can be on Impact to get more ratings, to get more people yep. watching. Sorry, that was my phone. The, the NFL <laughs> draft's going on, and apparently, you know, I care. Yep. Um, but yeah, it makes it makes sense from TNA's standpoint to at least do that for a while because, like I said, it was uh, one of their best ones. I think it was one of their most watched ones in a long time. It looked like a really good card from some of the people that I was seeing were going to be on it. Um, so I think it makes sense for them. People are talking about impact again. When was the last time that happened? Well, and this is a perfect time to do it. Uh, Omega's reportedly slotted to defend the title. At their next Impact Plus main event, um, Slammiversary in July. So, of course, Slammiversary is their, their biggest thing. Yeah. So, of course, he's going to be on the show. They want to sell tickets. They want to sell Pirates. Mm-hmm. They want to do everything. And Kenny Omega is the hottest heel in the, comp- or in the whole you know indie world right now. And yeah, I'm, I'm good with it. It's good for wrestling in general, I think. I think that's why I like it. It's just good for wrestling. I guess. No, you, I don't, mean, you don't agree? I mean, it's fine. It's cute. But come on, man. Like, stay in your company. Make the AEW title mean something. It does mean something, though. Not if you're going to win all these other titles. The, you know, it doesn't mean much. I don't know. I think it still means plenty. I, I don't see how that takes away from it. You have such a dominant champion as the face of your company. He's so dominant. He's going out and... And beating the little guys. Beating up other people. Beating yes. up the little guys. Yes. If, you know, it's funny about you say this. WWE can easily, and I'm not a WWE shill, but WWE can easily call AAA Lucha Libre and go, hey, Roman wants to win that title. He's going to squash Kenny Omega. Because WWE, you know what I mean? <laughs> no, like Lucha Libre, AAA, whatever they're fucking called. They go, oh, Roman wants our title? You're done, Kenny. And then same with Impact. Same with Impact. Because you know why? Why? Because it's WWE and it's Roman Reigns. You know? So I like how WWE stays in their lanes. They're in their own promotion. Their titles matter. AEW saying, "Well, titles I have those matter. They I, have like forty titles. It's hold all on, hold watered on, hold down." And then you got Kenny Omega saying, "Well, this AEW title is not good enough. I need more to be legitimate. No, just win your title and defend it weekly, or have a good program." What's his program right now? He's in a tag team match against, you know, we love him, uh, Moxley and uh, his buddy, but. Yeah, what's his, yeah, what's his program? There's where where's his feud? Is it who who is he? Where is the feud going? Well, he just got done with his program with Moxley, though. The, his, his solo is, program with but Moxley. But where's the next program? We'll find out. It's a slow build company. It's a very it's, slow build. It's not but a you know two was week. a slow build when the Young Bucks were he faces one week, literally one snap, and now they're the worst heels in the company. <laughs> that wasn't a slow build, Chris. No. That was not a slow build at all. No. Well, that's why I don't like it. Yeah, but you know what? They were trying to convince them to become heels for a while, and they were very against it. That didn't just happen over one episode. That's where you're wrong. Don Callis was like, get out of here. He's not your friend anymore. We're buying you out. We have no time for you. 
And then like, I don't know, two weeks ago, you don't have what it takes anymore. You don't, you don't have what it takes. It was a very fast build to get him there. I mean, faster than some other slow build, but it wasn't this fast WWE. As in, fast as in one, one week. Ah, it was a little more than that, I think. A little more well, than that. Whatever. I'll give it a few weeks. A little bit faster than their normal one. Are you but, buying it though, Chris? The Young Bucks is a heel. I know you said you like it. I, I, I only, can't sa- I only it. said that because I knew it pissed you off. <laughs> I can't handle it. It's so um, bad. It was. It was all right. I mean, we'll see where it goes. I thought it was goofy. It was funny. Uh, what was it? That one spot with uh, they're starting to look more alike now. I think it was Matt, where he did like the low blow and he looked into the camera and had the big goofy smile that was on good. his face. That was good. That was funny. We were we were rolling. That, see that? Over see here. that's good. But when they overdo it, when he's laying out of camera while they're they're pinning, like that was bad. Like that yeah. shows me you don't really know where the cameras are and everything where the cameras are going to be. You saw that, right? You know what I'm talking about? No, I did not. At the so. very end, like they pinned them, and Matt was doing. Matt's the over and like crazy one. Nick is just like I'm a heel, but I'm not going to be crazy. Mm-hmm. Matt's like a cartoon character now. He's literally <laughs> out of the Bugs Bunny cartoons. And it's not good. Okay. All right. Well, we'll see. Let's see where. Let's give it some time now that they've made the transformation. Speaking of not good, the Miz wants to be Johnny Cage in the next Mortal Kombat sequel. What, what's I think not it's, good. What's not good is it? Are you saying the movie's not good, or the idea of the Miz wanting to be in the movie not good? What What's not good? What's not working for you here? I think if you want to be legitimate. You have to get the Miz or someone like that to be a Johnny Cage, a cool character, but not the Miz. Get someone cooler, because the Miz can't pull that off. He he's in the Marine, bro. Like I don't, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> you go from the Marine. I know, I get it. He wants to be a movie star. He's a reality TV star. I get it. But Mortal Kombat, bro. Like, are you? First off, it wouldn't look good for WWE because he's gonna go. You saw the film, so did I. It's nothing but blood and cussing the entire show. Yeah, it's a it's a rated PG product though the wwe's putting on so you yeah, want to put gonna your, be a rated r movie you want to you want to put your main one of your main guys in a right. gory movie like that sure i don't care i don't care what they want i would like to see him there i think he would fit the character so well that arrogant cocky johnny cage character fits him perfectly i mean if not him then who uh, his tag team partner, John Morrison. No, God, no, he no. has the dude. Johnny Cage has abs. Johnny Cage is ripped. Johnny Cage is shredded. The Miz is kind of like, mm. I work out on the weekend. I'm sure he could train a little bit harder and get there. We're looking at the picture right here. I got it pulled up on my phone. He looks like a solid Johnny Cage. That He's is got the photoshopped. Look. Yeah, that is fake. Yeah, I know, but that looks very close to him. This is we're talking about what he tweeted out. Where um, when was this on the twenty third? And said, "No, Johnny Cage, I am the special effects. Let me do casting for you. Say cheese." That was what he tweeted out with a picture of him. Yes, of course it's photoshopped. It's not a real photo, <laughs> but you can see where it looks. That's him. It's it's a, like a yeah computer Chris, rendering of him. Let's let's look at the the history of wrestlers in cinema. Okay, The Rock, Dwayne Johnson. He, he at first he failed. Yeah, and then now he's the biggest superstar of all time. Yeah, he's like the yeah uh, one of the biggest. Movie John stars. Cena literally has been failing for the past five years. He's been in a couple good movies. I'm not gonna you know say he's trash, but he's kind of been failing. I think he's booming now. He's in the new Fast and Furious movie. But who else has done it? And who else has tried? 
Uh, what, Batista hasn't he done some stuff? Yeah, I mean he he's got into right. a, he got into a niche role where he's a superhero and he has like three lines. Yeah, now, he's funny because he's Batista and Batista's a funny person. Yeah. But I he's not going to hold a movie. He's not going to carry a movie. He's not going to be a star of a movie. Does he need to be? I guess. I guess a Johnny lot of people Cage Johnny Cage want to see. Yeah, he's. The I, next. I don't know. Miz is good though. I think Miz. He's good on the mic. I, he could do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah, could yeah. do it. I'm surprised you're saying that. That's your boy. I thought you'd be hyped about that. Well, maybe I want the next Mortal Kombat to be better, and maybe I mean, I'm not saying it wasn't good. It was good for what it was. Okay. But maybe I wanted to be better because they had they have some improvements, and acting's one of them. And killing Kano was a bad idea. That yeah. guy, if he wasn't, me and my brother talked about this last night. If Kano was not in the movie, the movie would suck. Yeah, I agree. One hundred percent. He definitely carried that first movie. He was, he was great. And sorry if you guys haven't seen it yet. HBO Max. It's in <laughs> my brother's assault on IMAX. Davey and our, uh, my brother just saw an IMAX last night or two nights ago. Mm-hmm. They loved it in IMAX at least. Now we're going to go to the risers and followers of the month because the month is ending. We're going into May, yep. as a Justin Timberlake would say. It's going to be May. That's not how he says it. Go ahead. That's not how he says it. I can't do it. My, do it. my voice doesn't do go it. that high. It's going to be May. <laughs> did, did, <laughs> if I try to do that, my it's voice... It's going to be May. It wouldn't work for me. Okay. So, Chris, give me your riser of the month. Let's start positive. Who's rising up the card? Who's impressing you? I just obviously it's the person we've already talked about and you should see this coming. It's Kenny Omega. He's becoming one of the biggest names in wrestling right now. The fact that he's collecting all these championships, it's what everybody's talking about. Um, you know, he is, I think right now, currently the biggest riser in wrestling over the, the month of April. Let me ask you this and it's not be, I'm not going to be a piece of shit. I'm really not. Let's say Tom Brady, your hero, your goat, your idol. Let's say, seriously, let's say he goes to the XFL and wins a couple championships. And then he goes to the Arena League and wins a couple championships. Is he still like, is, is it looked down upon? I'm being dead serious. Is it looked down upon that he did that? Or is it like, oh, he's so great. He can win anywhere. Um, I don't know. It might. I guess it. Just I know we're comparing real sports to fake sports. I get it. Yeah, yeah. I guess it just depends on how you look at it and what team he was with. But obviously, I get what you're saying because the NFL's the the cream of the crop there. But he's not in WWE, which you just said was the cream of the crop. You know, this isn't it though. He's at a he's at the little indie one as you call it. So yeah, he's going around collecting them all there. <laughs> so that's maybe not a direct comparison there. Okay, I got you. My riser of the month is not a person. It's two people. And it just happened a couple weeks ago. Uh, Randy Orton and uh, your boys. God, what's his name? Matt Riddle. Who? Riddle. Matt Riddle. His name is Riddle. Matt Riddle's gone. Yeah, R- Riddle. Sorry. I, f- I can never keep up with them losing half of their name. <laughs> RK Bro. I love this. I-, I hate Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Raw is probably the worst show. Not even just in wrestling of the week. Probably on television alone. It's up there with Desperate Housewives and the other ones. It's up there. It's bad. But RK Bro has been so entertaining. It started off with Randy Orton challenging them, and they fought, and Riddle got the roll-up. Then Orton's like, oh, I respect you, bro. That was awesome. Let's do a tag team. And they had a really good tag team match, and they won their match. Riddle's excited. It's like another odd couple, and I like this odd couple. It's kind of like the Kane and Daniel Bryan odd couple, like, you know, all the odd couples you see. When does Randy turn on them? Because it's going to happen. Is it going to happen soon, or are we going to have a good long run of RK-Bro? Because RK-Bro can go somewhere. 
Which is exactly why it will be over in two weeks. <laughs> Which is exactly why they're, on Monday Night Raw, he will get the RKO. Yep. And they'll set up for a match at they're, WWE WrestleMania. Backlash. backlash. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, t- I'm telling you right now, they're going to be on your list of followers for next month. They're, gonna, they're the risers this month. They're going to be the followers next month. That's going to be it. Okay. All right. Because if everyone's enjoying it, that means they have to be dismantled. And I want to say this every single month at the, the last show of the month, we're going to do our risers and followers of the month. This is just random right now, but just be prepared for that. So Chris, give me your follower of April. Uh, my follower for April. And I know this is someone we've kind of talked about before. And this is probably the last time we're going to really talk about them. But um, I would say it's officially, officially they're done being Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin. Like, you know, they maybe had a little chance at the beginning of the month. I know it feels a little like old news now, but that's just because of it's been a full month now. Like they are straight up right back to jobbers now. They have completed their fall from grace. Like they are down at <laughs> their, the bottom. That's their it. arc. Their arc. They peaked. They peaked, and, and then, then now they're down. They went they're, straight down. They are the Dogecoin of yes. wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a very accurate statement right there. Yes. Um. Yeah, I mean, like I said, we've kind of been it's kind of been a six week decline, but yeah, I would say officially at this point, at the end of April, there's no turning back. They are done. They have completely fallen from grace. <laughs> My follower of the month is someone that they, it's a, it's another tag team. They can't fall anymore, but they somehow they lost their masks, and they're feuding with Drew McIntyre and Braun Strowman right now. But they are so buried and done. It's Mace and. T bar, <laughs> I was gonna say T bag, T bar, T bar. They're T-bar. so. Have you heard the promo where they're in the back just naming animals? Yes, I did hear about that. <laughs> it was very weird. Birds, reptiles, and he literally said saber tooth tigers. Yes. I saw it. Like, where are they going with them? I don't know what's going why did, on. Why did they lose the mask? And now they got the kind of half ass face paint. And- they lost their mask, which is a good thing, but now they're just more of a joke. I cannot understand what they're doing with this team. You make them a badass by ch- double choke slamming Drew McIntyre two weeks in a row. Then you have them come back and say, birds, scorpions, <laughs> Saber tooth tuggers. <laughs> Are they trying to summon the Power Rangers? Like what happened? Know. They just couldn't I, remember the right animals. I really don't know what's going on with this team. And then they come out again, and their face paint yeah. looks horrible. Why are you doing this? Yeah, I thought they looked pretty cool before. Now, not with the masks. And I liked I, it. If I can add another follower of the month, and he just debuted again on SmackDown's Alistair Black. What the fuck was that? I did not see it. The, Good. I, saw, I saw that he was coming back, but they, they already ruined him book. again. He's reading a book saying he's a dragon and he's going to bite someone. And his father told him he's a dragon. It was horrible. Yeah. All this time waiting for him to come back just for just that. Just let him be cool. Yeah. That's it. Alistair Black. Tall. Tattoos. Cool hair. Cool look. Let him go out there and be cool. Yeah. That's not hard. Just because the guy looks gothic and... Weird doesn't mean you have to make him read dragon books and shit. What the, what is going on, man? Next like, week he's gonna come out with some Dungeons and Dragons. Like Vince's, like I I'm guaranteed he's like, oh, damn it, you look like a dragon. All right, so what are you gonna do? We're gonna read a book about a dragon. And it's gonna come to life. Like what? 
Yep. What's going on? It's you're probably onto something. You might be a week ahead of the curve here. <laughs> oh God. Oh, let's move on to a real riser, Jason Jordan. Yep. He's now the lead producer of Raw and SmackDown. That is big news. He's so young. Kurt Angle must be super proud. <laughs> He's proud of his son. <laughs> Good job, son. He raised him well. Um, no, I'm I'm glad to see this for him because I really liked him in American Alpha, the tag team with Chad Gable. Um, they looked like they were going somewhere. Then they did the thing they do where they split him up for no reason. And then he was in that very awkward angle as Kurt Angle's son. And then he got hurt and then he disappeared and you felt real bad for him. Like he got thrown into a bad angle and then he got hurt and now he's just done. But apparently he's been working a lot behind the scenes and kind of worked his way up. And I think you said you thought it maybe had a little bit to do with uh, the recent firing going on in WWE. Well, I'm not. He might have. Not, not that that was directly related, but that provided an opening for him to move up. Well, he took John Laurinaitis' role mm-hmm. of, you know, talent relations and all that stuff. So he'll be overseeing both TV shows and TV taping. So, I mean, it's his big responsibilities for such a young man. It's good to see young people yes. in, you know, power back there. They need it. They have all these old people with old ideas and old stuff, and it's over and over and over. So I'm I'm excited to see this. I just don't want him to eat him up of like he has ideas and he has this and he wants to do that and Vince just shuts him down over and over and over. Yeah. Because that might, you know, Laurenitis, I feel these idiots in the back, Laurenitis are just saying, yes, Vince, that's great. Yes, Vince, that's great. Jason Jordan might go, no, dude, like that doesn't make sense. Yeah, that, that's not what young people are going to relate to. So yeah. I hope that this does shake things up and this does do like something for the company and makes it a lot better. I'm hoping it shakes things up, but I'm hoping it shakes things up long term because I feel like we've seen some some change up in personnel backstage and then like it looks good those first few weeks. You're like, yes, I notice a real difference here. And then about after a month, it kind of goes right back to their old way. So they did it with um, Paul Heyman. Yes, that's kind of the first one that came to mind. Like you saw the Paul Heyman shows and you're like, these are much better. And then it kind of just faded out and went right back to the same old stuff. Yep. All right, so next week on AEW television, there's a, I would say, a pay-per-view-ish kind of television show, Blood and Guts. Are you excited for that match, or all of them? Um, I'm excited for that match. I'm, you know, we're kind of looking over the card here. I know that Blood and Guts match is something they wanted to do last year between the Inner Circle and the Elite, but then the pandemic happened, and they couldn't do it because uh, they had to limit the number of people in the ring and you know all the crazy stuff that was going on, but... So I'm glad that they've kind of rebuilt up to this inner circle again, but of course now against the pinnacle. Um, I'm excited to see how this is going to work. The match is going to be good. The promos up leading to it, it feels like it's it, it's it was high skyrocketed when Jericho came out, called him, you know, did his thing. And then I think the past couple of weeks it kind of flatlined and is actually lowering it. I didn't like the promo. Jericho did the same promo two weeks in a row. Mm-hmm. Yep, that, I remember. That weren't good. And this whole little debate with him in the ring, like just calling each other out, and I didn't care for that either. It was kind of boring to me. There was nothing exciting. I don't want to see that. I want to see what Moxley and is doing to Omega right now, like terrorizing them. Like I want to see someone get terrorized. They're just coming out and saying this, hey, you suck. <laughs> no, you, you suck. I don't want to see this kind of you. I want to see the real you come out. Like, what? Yeah. Like, you want to see probably, I guess, and I, and I can agree with you here, more more of the backstage segments like what we saw 
towards the beginning of this feud where they were taking fighting over the locker room. Inner Circle was gone for a while. Pinnacle took over. Then Inner Circle came back and just you, beat the crap out of them. You know how they're making the elite scared? Like they act tough, but they're in the limo and they're scared that they hear mm-hmm. a horn. That's how I want to see the Pinnacle. Scared. But they're not. Which is okay because you got to make them powerful. Mm-hmm. Kenny Omega and the elite should not be scared of anything. Anything. They're making them look super weak. They're supposed to be badass heels. I want to see the pinnacle because he's a young little punk, MJF. That's his character. Mm-hmm. Yep. He needs to be scared, looking over his shoulder, making sure Jericho, the pain maker, is not behind him. They that, they messed that up. I think they should have been in the limo talking shit. And then Jericho, or whoever has the truck, I just wish they took that story and gave it to the pinnacle and yeah. Jericho. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because Omega needs to be badass Good night, bang, bang, whatever he says. That's who he needs to be, the cleaner. Not scared. MJF's a little bitch. He, in, the, you know, in theory. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I wish character. they just switch, flip-flop that. Yeah. Like, do you agree with that? Oh, yeah, absolutely. No, you make a really good point there because it fits, like you said, it fits his character, and especially with him being the young guy, that should be him. That's what he excels at. Is That's what he, you know, because he was kind of hiding behind Warlow for the longest time. Yes. Because he would act tough, but he was kind of a little bitch. And that f- he fit that so well because you just wanted to get your hands on him so bad. And, and that's you couldn't he because be he kept ducking yes. out on you. So, yeah, and that's I think that's what made him part of who he is right now. Yes. I mean, the match is going to be great. It's going to be the yeah. main event. It's going to be awesome. Other matches, I do not care to see Michael Nakazawa on my television <laughs> ever again. But Kenny Omega and Michael Nakazawa, how many, remember I told you they need a clean house and his fire guys and they could hire, you know what I mean? Nakazawa can go. He can go. But okay, Kenny Omega and Nakazawa versus mm-hmm. John Moxley and Eddie Kingston. Why did they request Nakazawa? I don't know. Yeah, that seems like a weird <laughs> placement for him. I wonder if they got something special planned for him in the match because it seems weird to put him in. Who do you think is going to go over in this match? First off, we didn't even predict who's going to go over in the pinnacle inner circle. Oh, man, that's tough. Um, I feel like the pinnacle needs to win as the newer group because you need to build them up as a legitimate threat. But does the inner circle, like they're the OG. They're the OG. I feel like it sets up a better long storyline because if the pinnacle builds up and this is their first big feud as a group and they come in and lose, they just feel like they're pointless now. I think the pinnacle needs to win too. Take Jericho, get him out, let him go on vacation, tour, whatever he's going to do because mm-hmm. he needs to go. He did his job. He carried the torch for almost two years now. Yeah. Or probably longer than two years now. So get him out. Whenever he comes back, that's when they get over on the pinnacle. Yeah. So, Okay. Back to Kenny Omega and Nakazawa versus Moxley and Eddie Kingston. I think Kenny goes over. The world champion cannot be pinned in any match of all, any any match unless he's a title match and losing it. Mm-hmm. So Kenny has to win. So this probably match. some sort of a weird finish though with yeah, uh, his I mean, boys they, getting involved. Yeah, I can see Moxley and Eddie Kingston having backup. But we don't know who the backup is yet. I can see that mm-hmm. this because I'm looking at the card. I don't see anywhere. I don't see anywhere. There's like, okay, Omega's the big star. Where's the big baby face besides Moxley? You know who I'm talking about. Adam Page. I don't see him on the card. No. He could be a surprise, come out. Maybe he gets involved. Maybe he gets the next shot. Because we just talked about there's no program. Maybe this is it. Maybe this is Page's turn. But Page just lost to Brian Cage. Yeah, that was very confusing. I wasn't. That was good. They needed it. They needed it. Team Taz is a loser group. Yeah. Brian Cage is a monster. 
losing to him clean, I th- I loved it. I think it was the right move. I was just surprised at the timing, I guess. But I mean, you're not wrong on that side of it. Just I don't know. I just felt like they were building Hangman Adam Page to be the next big thing, and I, mean, I don't know maybe he can afford the loss though. They can lose. Yeah, that's the thing with AEW. They don't do screwy finishes. Yeah, they no. just don't. They just there's very a winner, rare. There's a winner yeah, and loser. All. Yep. All right, next match. Well, not even a match. It just says Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, will be in action. Are you excited? Um, I think we just know. It's just a match to get her another win to build her story. So eh, it is what it is. I'm always happy to see her wrestle, but, I mean, when it says in action, you pretty much know they're they're going over in that match. I think when it says in action, it's a surprise person, and that surprise person is going to come out and beat her. No, it's going to be like that Layla chick or something. Who's Layla? I don't know. She's like, oh, legit. Yeah, <laughs> legit. It's going to be her or or the librarian with the blue hair or something. I don't know. Why can't it be um, your girl Statlander? She just wrestled. That's why. Because they wouldn't put in action for Statlander. They're pushing her too much. She's not a, in action. You got to take a, that's usually a lower card person. All right. I mean, you watch this company more than I do. Speaking of lower card. <laughs> well, I mean, Jeez. this next match, SCU. Jurassic Park. <laughs> Jurassic Park. I mean, Come fuck on. Guys. SC, Jurassic. Wait, first of all, SCU was the first tag champs in the company. Okay. Is that the bald dudes? Christopher Daniels? Yes. You know, they used to came, be Scorpio Sky. They as just well. came out and said, hey, we're the, when we said we're, we're going to fight together and we lose, we're going to break up and we're going to take your titles. Like, like, why do they come out? Okay, whatever. So SCU. Versus Jurassic Express versus the Varsity Blondes versus the Acclaim. Winner will get a world tag team title match on May 12th. So the why, following week. Oh, yep. Why are they doing this? SCU is the number one fucking team. They've already established this. They do this every other big like pay-per-view-ish kind of show. They always do some stupid battle royal or four-man tag team or yeah, tournament. Little tournament. Just, why do you have rankings? Why? Yeah, it's. I, I thought they were going to be a lot more ranking based. I would see a tournament would be good every once. They already in a had while. tournaments. No, I'm just saying a tournament would be good every once in a while if it tied into the rankings. Like all these teams are like, no, that's not legit. How is your record better than my record? Well, if they did it seeds, one seed versus the eight seed, two seed versus the six, yeah, you could do it that seed. way too. Yeah. So, SCU already came out and said we're taking the titles if we lose another match. So if they lose this match. They're broken up. Yeah. SCU is winning this match. Yep. There's no other way around it. Yeah. But how does Jurassic Express take a loss? Varsity Blondes can. They suck. The Acclaim can. They suck. Jurassic Express in the beginning, they were jobbed out a lot in the uh, beginning. Yeah, no shit. They have a five foot, four foot 11 Marco Stunt. Not him, though, but when it was just Jungle Boy, even before he came along. How it was disrespectful, just- by the way, that, <laughs> that action figure set. Jurassic <laughs> Express, they don't even involve Marco Stunt. I'd be pissed. Well, the original team was Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. Stunt's been there the whole time. I don't think so. Not in the very beginning, I don't think so. Ever since I've been watching. Yeah, well, you didn't watch from the beginning. I watched all. You just jumped on when it became cool. No, I watched all the first All In. I did. I was watching it. They had the guy with no legs in the Royal Rumble, the Battle Rumble. Remember that? (laughs) Oh, man. Do you remember that? No, they had, I don't. Yeah, I did. I watched it. They had the guy with no legs, and they had that one the crazy guy who, like, explodes, like, the crazy guy. Like, he's a crazy person. He's but hardcore. How, how how far before you started watching Dynamite, though? Was it, like, a year old, six no, months old? No, I watched it here and there. You I, started, like, a month ago, I think? I don't know. Get out of here, man. All right. 
SCU wins this, whatever. Do you have anything else to add to that? Uh, no. Before we get to the most useless match on the card. Your favorite match. Cody on the Rhodes versus QT Marshall. I don't give a fuck. I don't care. Yeah. I don't care. I don't care. Yeah. Nobody should care. This is like the lower card um, teams here. This is. Stables. Lower card stables here. These are the two irrelevant stables with jobbers. Literally. Jobber versus jobber. Cody came out. I mean, Cody's not a jobber. He's Other than Cody, jobber. though, it's it's a lot of it's a lot of jobbers. Yeah, I mean, this one was a slow build too, mm-hmm. but the build is not worth it. Yeah, what does it do? Like, oh, Cody's just going to beat him with the crossroads. They had this epic spot though, where they had the bus on dynamite, and he climbed all the way up there, and I thought something cool was going to happen. Yep. But nothing cool happened. Nope. A cool, ooh, a figure four on top of the steel bus. <laughs> yeah, why was the ref up there at that point? Yes. Why, what was she doing up there? Like, I was expecting her to take a pump. Like, <laughs> someone needs to go over. Someone need, even if they fall off the back where we know there would be a cushion and they'd be fine, just somebody needs to fall off this thing. Why are you up there? You went up there to do a figure four and that's it? And to flex. Yeah. <laughs> The flex. Yeah, I thought it was building to something, and it and it was. Does QT go over? I don't know. Don't care. I don't know. Good, don't care. That's yeah. the, qu- the real answer is I don't care. Yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> so bad. Which team won the last match? I don't care. Yeah. I try, you know what I do? Because I watch it usually when I'm t- when I watch Dynamite. I watch the first hour downstairs with the family, like with the kids. Mm-hmm. I put Finley to my son to bed, and I walk upstairs. I don't have cable upstairs, but I have my phone. And I watch it on my phone. Literally. Like, mm-hmm. I watch it on, like, I'll just, I'll just sit in my bed because I'm it's nine o'clock at that time. I usually go to bed then and I'm watching my phone. That's what I do. Okay. So, what I, I don't know what I was getting at. What was I getting at? That you don't care about this feud. Oh, oh, yeah. There we go. <laughs> when they come on the so TV. So bad you forgot. When they come on the TV, that's when I go swipe up. All right. What else is going on in the world? <laughs> I'm done. Because then when you swipe up, the little screen comes on your phone, so you can still see it on your phone. Just enough to As hear Gerard it. would say, it's picture in picture, Kang. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, the match is over? Okay, click on it. Oh, okay, cool. What's going on? Yep. <laughs> That's what I do. All right, man. Hey, that was This Week in Wrestling. Uh, we got to actually take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to break down the top five managers in wrestling history. Leftovers. Or... The DMV. Number 97. Or. House cleaning. Or. Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Support for Real Talk Wrestling is brought to you by Manscaped. Who is the best at men's below-the-waist grooming? Manscaped offers precision engineering tools for your family jewels. They obsess over their technology developments to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience. Manscaped is trusted by over 2 million men and women worldwide. We have an exclusive offer for our listeners. 20% off, free shipping, with the promo code SAYITAGAIN at manscaped.com. Christopher, I manscaped before the NFL draft. I know this is not an NFL show. But I manscaped it because I put my name in the hat. I was ready to go. I was ready for the phone call. No one called. Once again, I go undrafted. Once again. Once again. I was ready, though. This is like, what, your 15th year undrafted, right? Undrafted, but they're going to call one day. Well, did that improve your 40 time? 
I don't run the little, 40. You're a little more aerodynamic I don't, I, don't, I don't run the 40. No? No. I don't run for them. <laughs> <laughs> they don't even know that. So, okay, so we're going to break down our top five managers of all time. Now, Chris, what was going through your mind when you picked this? Who, who was your, like, did you go all women? Did you go all men? Is there any, like, kind of, a, do they need to be strictly managers? Can they wrestle? Um, really no criteria. It was pretty open-ended, just people that were managers, really, in wrestling. So, if Batista or Hulk Hogan stood in the corner one match, he's a manager? I could have picked him? If, if you wanted to. I didn't put any restrictions on it this week. I Just top five manager. But I don't know if someone, Batista, was in the corner for one match, if that would shoot him all the way up to a top five ranking. It depends. The Rock was, no, he wasn't a manager. He was like an enforcer. That WrestleMania match where the Miz pinned John Cena, that was mm-hmm. a big moment, you know? Yeah. I mean, I can get it's, cute. If, I, you, if you want to do that, I mean. I, I could get cute. Do you want you me could. to go first? Do you want to go first? Sure. Go ahead. How much crossover? How many do you have? I I strictly pick guys and girls that you probably don't have, only because I don't want to talk about them twice. Well, in that case, then we probably have zero. If you're, But maybe still one. I have one that I think for sure, because I couldn't leave them off. My number five, he's currently with the WWE. He's managing the WWE champion, Bobby Lashley. I'm going MVP. In this short period of time of being back with WWE, he's led the Hurt Business to literally the top of the card. They had the WWE Championship with Bobby Lashley currently. They've had the Raw Tag Team titles with Shelton Benjamin and Cedric Alexander. They had the 24-7 title with Shelton Benjamin. They had the U.S. title. It was a title. They had the U.S. title with Bobby Lashley. In this small amount of time, he took four jobbers. Bobby Lashley was never a jobber, but he was never on top. Mm-hmm. And he took them and propelled them to greatness. Now, it sucks that Cedric and Shelton are gone, yep. but he he literally made them relevant. Like, he did that. Vince can only do so much. You know, MVPS, he go out there and put on a show and talk him up, and he did a great job. He's still doing a great job. He's a great mouthpiece for Bobby Lashley. I don't want to see them break up ever. Keep it going. Add more people to the Hurt Business. Have MVP, like, be the next Paul Heyman, mm-hmm. you know? I loved MVP. MVP. That's why he's in my number five. He could elevate more and are higher on this list as the years go on. But for now, number five. Okay. Solid pick. Solid. All right. You ready for my number five? Let's go. Oh, oh. Paul Heyman. My client, Roman. No. Um, so number five on my list. Also somebody that is current in wrestling. Somebody that has been a manager for a short period of time. Um, but in a, the other promotion in AEW, and I'm talking about Taz. I like him as a manager. He's always been good on the mic. That's why he's been a commentator for a long time. Um, and he serves as a very good mouthpiece for his stable there. He's made them, granted, as we were talking about earlier, they haven't been winning enough matches, but he's made them feel legitimate because he's very aggressive on the mic. Um, and I, I just think, I, I think he's going to do good in that role. And I hope that he sticks around for a long time. And I was actually reading up on it today. I guess he was only supposed to be make a one-off appearance. They were coming through whatever town he lives in and he was just kind of making a quick one-off appearance, but he gelled really well with the AEW team and they decided to bring him on board for longer and then now eventually gave him a stable. And I think he's doing great so far. Yeah, I like it. He's doing good. You know, MVP, I didn't say this too. He also was there for a one-off. 
he was there for one match, and then now he's he hasn't left since. So that's kind of weird how that goes. Like mm-hmm. you're Taz and my MVP. The thing about Taz, he's aggressive, but he says some stupid shit sometimes. Mm-hmm. And when he said, "That's the world heavyweight FTW champion," just pinned Adam Page. No one cares about your freaking fake no. title. No. no one cares about your fake title. Chill out. All right. All right. My number four is no longer with WWE. He was there for a while, a short period of time, two years. He managed the uh, SmackDown Women's Champion. I'm going James Ellsworth at number four. I'm not kidding. I don't know why you're laughing. (laughs) Top manager, James Ellsworth. (laughs) Yeah, I like James Ellsworth because he made me laugh. He's funny. His facial expressions when he came out looking cool, like he's trying to be like Carmella. Uh, He was an independent wrestler from 2002 to 2016. Very long time. Uh, his ring, his his independent ring name was Pretty Jimmy Dream. He was a tag team with Adam Ugly. They were named the Pretty Ugly. I like it. <laughs> to July twenty fifth, two thousand sixteen, James Ellsworth appeared on Monday Night Raw against Braun Strowman. We all remember what happened. Oh yeah, <laughs> like that propelled him. He wasn't called back after that. He he took a long time. He finally came back. He was in the main event with. John Moxley or Dean Ambrose, AJ Styles. He was in the title matches. He was all included in that. Oh. And then finally they threw him in with Carmella. Helped her win the Money in the Bank match. He actually grabbed the refund. He actually won the Money in the Bank <laughs> match. Uh, that was a big controversy. So yes. they redid the whole thing on Friday, uh, Tuesday Night SmackDown. It was Tuesday night at the time. Yep. Uh, she won it again. She was a champion. He ended up in a shark tank. He got a lot of airtime for being like who he is. Like mm-hmm. I'm so glad he got this opportunity because he's a really good guy. You hear him on podcasts. He's very humble, very nice, very. He just enjoyed everything, and, and I I love that. That's why I put him on my list. He's like just that guy who just wanted that shot, and he did anything possible to get on, to get that shot. He's so he's so thankful for Car- Carmella, you know everyone because you know she wanted him on to be you know involved in the storyline, and he was great. He helped her win a bunch of matches. He was like her little fuck boy. It was awesome. <laughs> like, yeah, and I've heard good stuff about him. I actually have a friend of mine who she used to, I think like 10, 15 years ago, she used to wrestle and she used to wrestle with him and she had nothing but great things to say about him. And she was super excited when he finally had that breakthrough moment after that Braun Strowman match and started getting involved in all the main storylines and everything. I had completely forgot that he was even a manager. <laughs> I completely forgot about all that. How do you that. forget? Like that's the first person when you said manager. Yeah. The first person I thought of was James Ellsworth. I'm like, he's got to be on my list. Yeah. I don't care where. I don't care who gives me shit. Like he's, he's not gonna be on anyone it. else's list. He's on my list. Okay. All right, give me number four. Number four. This is a more obvious one, and that's that's fine because you know I go with some of the. Oh, obvious. is it gonna be? Is it gonna be Shane McMahon? No. Stephanie. No. Okay. It's gonna be the mouth of the South. Oh gosh. Jimmy Hart. Why, what are you giving me the oh gosh for on that one? I mean, it's come on. Back in the day, the early, the pre-attitude era wrestling. I mean, when you think of Bret Hart and all them, you think of Jimmy Hart there yeah. with his megaphone, his crazy suits that he used to have on. You know, he's too local, you know. Too local? What do you mean? He lives here. I'm tired of him. I don't yeah. But I mean, if we're talking about a top manager, because I feel like managers back in the day, they were more of a thing back in the day than I think that they are nowadays. Um, the attitude era kind of put a pause on them for a while because there was a lot of the crazy antics going on. They didn't really need the managers. They were doing a lot of crazy stuff in the ring. It was mainly hot chicks. 
hot chicks, yeah. the hardcore matches. Yes. It was all these other crazy things going on that they didn't really, maybe they didn't focus as much on that kind of stuff where they needed mouthpieces for all these guys. Mm-hmm. But back in the day, that's how they used to hype up the matches. And I just think he was, he's one of those oh, he iconic great. ones um, being over Bret Hart. You know, there were some of these here. I didn't even remember him doing million dollar man, Hulk Hogan. I do remember that one. Nasty boys, honky tonk man. Um, so, I mean, he was with a lot of the, no, he was great and he still is great. I love to see him on TV once in a while. I just left the iconic ones off. There's probably one iconic one on my list. I left these guys off. I'm gonna let you know, Bobby, Bobby Heenan's off my list. Like guys like that. Mm-hmm. I didn't really watch them. I see. I, I knew Bobby Heenan from commentating. I know Jimmy Hart from every time I go to Hogan's beach, just there <laughs> chilling out. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know of him and I seen him obviously, but I'm 35 years old. I'm not 55 years old. Yeah. So. Okay. All right. My number three, speaking of hot chicks, she debuted in 1999. She was part of the Ho train as her first appearance on Monday Night Raw. Then she was with some guy named Esa Rios. Now, do you know who I'm talking about? Oh, I do know who yeah. you're talking about. That's a good pick. Yep. So Lita is my number three with the Hardys with team extreme. Uh, I mean, what can you say about Lita? She's like the first woman that I saw do a moonsault, mm-hmm. do like Hurricane Rana's, do it, basically anything. Like she she showed me like, oh, wow, women can wrestle. Yeah. This is cool. Or women can get involved mm-hmm. and do stuff like that and help the Hardys win. She was a heel at first, right? With S.A. Rios? Yeah, I think then, so. Because nobody liked S.A. Rios. Ooh, can you, did you know how they broke up? No. He power bombed her. What? Yes. <laughs> Why? Because she uh, helped someone win a match. She helped. She screwed him over. Uh, Apparently, SS, she was jealous because S.A. Rios was flirting with the hoe train, ironically. Right where she, she came from. <laughs> yep. And uh, so she helped her opponent help win. And then he power bombed her. And then the Hardys came out to make the save. And then the rest is history. Okay. And then she was a manager forever for like, two years. Then she became Felt a like forever, though. Yeah, I know. Felt like forever. She had like, seriously, like her look was cool. She wasn't one of like the Sables or Deborah. She was dark hair. You know, th- there she was many an athletic blondes. build athletic. She just wasn't a blonde supermodel. Exactly. And that's the first time I think in wrestling. I saw that mm-hmm. because when we started watching wrestling, it was Sables and Sable Sun. was the first big one. for Yeah, sure. it was all that Kimberly Page, like you know, Stacey Keebler. Yes. No, this, she was different, and I like that about her. That's why she was cool. And she was, like, one of the guys. Yeah. You know? So, Lita's my number three. I think that's a really solid pick. Didn't think about one, then you? No, I did not think about that. Damn. Did not think about I'm that. so fucking good. I'm yeah. so good. You're good. You're good, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, number three. Another iconic manager. Maybe this might be our crossover one. This is one of two people we could cross over on, but Paul Bear, um, you know, obviously most well known for his time with The Undertaker. Um, he also spent a little bit of time uh, with Kane and Mankind. But it's had, Kane! But yeah, he had that really yeah. high pitched voice that everybody that watched wrestling back in the, what the mid mid to late nineties that you just you knew that voice. And he could go on and on and talk. And he was, he went with those those people I just listed: Undertaker, Kane, Mankind. Whenever he was with him, those are people 
maybe because sometimes you think of a manager as a mouthpiece for people who can't do well on the mic, but he was almost put with people that like shouldn't be on the mic. You don't want Undertaker on the mic. You don't want Kane on the mic. You want someone talking on their behalf. So I think that's why he worked so well. That and his character worked really well with the Undertaker's character. Oh, it was perfect. That was a perfect match. Yeah. Uh, he was on my list until I saw the uh, that hologram they did for the <laughs> for the retirement of Undertaker. I'm like, yeah, he sucks. Yeah. He's not on my list. <laughs> no, okay. I kept him off. He's too iconic. I, I, I literally kept... Think about the heavy hitters. Mm-hmm. I left them all off my list. Okay. Just because I knew they'd be on yours, and yep. we don't really need to talk about them. You don't want to talk which, about them twice. Makes sense. Yeah, yeah. All right. It's a good pick, though. Number two for me is actually iconic, and he's current, and he's probably the best manager of all time. I didn't put him number one because the, my number ones was Jesus cooler. But I'm talking about Paul Heyman. Everyone wants to be a Paul Heyman guy. Roman, he turned Roman into the hottest act. Everyone hated Roman. Now everyone loves Roman. And there's people out there turning on Roman now because he's boring. No, he's not. He's fucking awesome. He's mm-hmm. very methodical. But that's just Roman. Uh, he did it with Brock. He was awesome with Brock for many, many years. For over a decade. He was with him from 2002 to 03, then 2012 to 2020. Like He's a Brock. And plus, there's been many guys. Like Cesaro had his little run as a Paul yep, Heyman guy. I think Kevin Owens. Believe it or not, Apollo Crews is a Paul Heyman guy. The reason why Crews is getting this push it's Paul, Paul Heyman. Heyman, yeah. So Paul Heyman, this is behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. But Paul Heyman, you see a lot of managers out there, and I notice this stuff. You'll watch them on the ringside. They'll go, come on, man, come on, come on, come on. But Paul Heyman, he when he's out there, he's that character. He doesn't break character ever. He's never, like, bored. He's got the facial expressions. When the, Undertaker, when the Undertaker got pinned by Brock, I'll never forget Paul Heyman's face. He's like, oh, like. Yes. Like, he plays the role perfectly. And the best part about Paul is not only is he a great talker, but he knows when his client's getting out of control. Like, come on, Brock, stop, Brock. Like, he knows, Brock, stop. Like, you're going to hurt, you're going to kill this guy. I love it. He knows he has monsters. He knows he has the best talent in the world. And he just manages them so well and just talk. My name is Paul Heyman. Yeah. And everybody like, knows that line whenever he comes out. Uh, everyone recites it with him. You know, I'm the advocate for the reigning, defending, undisputed. Yes, and he breaks that like he breaks that little fourth wall little like this is like he when he first said like this is not a prediction. This is a spoiler. Like yeah. he does all this stuff and he he did it for so long. It's not even just recent. It's been so, it's been so long. So, can I tell you a fun fact? I'm going to just tell you this right now. He's also my number two on my list okay, just cuz we're already talking about him. So, I was just going to say he number one? No, he he was my number two as well. Okay. I just wanted to throw that in there while we're talking about him. But, um, yeah, like you said, he has been going on for a long time. Obviously, well-known for his time running ECW. Um, whenever I was just – I kind of wanted to get a list because I knew – I knew I, I'm more familiar with his more recent work in WWE, so I knew that there was a lot more there from before I watched. And I was surprised at one of the names on the list that I saw that he was guess. with. Stone Cold? Yeah, yeah. I did not know that. You didn't know that? I did not know that. Damn. Pulled it up. I got the picture here, him with uh, stunning Steve Austin. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I can't you know. believe you didn't know that, Polly. Nope, I didn't know that. Because, I, again, I back then, look at, I didn't know, I didn't really watch Stone Cold before he was Stone Cold in WWE. Mm-hmm. You know, this whole stunning Steve Austin thing, it still trips me out. <laughs> he looks weird. So, yeah, I was surprised to see that he managed uh, Stone Cold there. And, and, and Paul Heyman. He just sounds so authentic on the mic. 
he has what I like to say. He has the gift of gab. He can just talk and talk and everything he says, he says it with purpose and he builds up matches to seem huge. Every match, I feel like he builds it up like it is the biggest match and you need to watch it. Yeah, that's you're right. He has a gift of gab. He doesn't know. You hear, you watch Raw, you even watch AEW, you watch them all. They all sometimes stutter. They all sometimes mess up their line. Paul Heyman has never messed up anything. He's very well-spoken, knows what he wants to say. I don't think he has to even have a, you know, a, a, what's the thing called? A script anymore. He mm-hmm. just goes out there and does his own thing. Oh, I'm sure he does, yeah. He, like I said, very natural out there. Yeah, so everything he touches turns into gold. He is the main event. Yeah. So Paul Heyman's our number two. That both is, of our number two. That was the other one I thought maybe we would both have on the list. Okay, well, my number one, I don't think is on your list. Nope, definitely not. Why? Did you look at my list? No. Did you look at my list? No. I just know it's not. Go ahead. All right. This is a WCW pick. That's why it's on your list. WCW, probably the baddest ass manager of all time. He was the boss. He was the leader. Not the leader, but Eric Bischoff. NWO, (laughs) Eric Bischoff. You don't get sleazier and cooler and better than that. Coming out with a leather jacket hanging out with the outsiders, Scott Hall and Kevin Nash, hanging out with Hulk Hogan, coming out there with his, like I said, his leather jacket, walking out like he fucking owns the place. He makes all the matches. He's the boss. Like, that is the coolest to me. I mm-hmm. couldn't put Vince. Vince was cool too because he was the same kind of character, but just not as sleazy. But that's what got me to love him because he's a sleazeball son of a bitch. Mm-hmm. I loved it. Every time he was on TV, he people are throwing trash at him. That's back in the day when people oh, yeah. were just going crazy. And he would just screw over everyone. It didn't matter who it was. He just NWO for life. Yep. You know? I just like Derek Bischoff and his whole run of everything he's done where he comes back to WWF or WWE and he comes back with them, I'm back music. I'm like, let's go. I fucking love Eric Bischoff. <laughs> who doesn't love Eric Bischoff? And now he's still in the AEW and he's still a piece of shit in AEW, but whatever. Talk shit about Chris Jericho on his podcast, and he comes out and says Chris Jericho is the best. I don't know, you know, but Chris Eric Bischoff was just so good on the mic, such a believable character because everything he did, he wanted to tear down Vince in WWF, mm-hmm. and so that's why he was the sleaziest person. He was that. That's who he was. Yeah. It was great. Yeah, it made it easy to hate him too. Just like I loved him. I don't know. I mean, like as far <laughs> as like his character, you know, as far as kayfabe goes, yeah. because he is that sleazeball guy. So, yeah, I think that's a really... Uh, Did you expect was, that? Did I you, think- you know, I honestly, for this list, I didn't know who to expect. I didn't know, I didn't know where you were going to come at with this. I usually feel like I have at least a sense, and I can, I can kind of pick three, maybe four of yours, but I'm like, you know what? I don't know where he's going to come with this one. <laughs> so I did think Paul Heyman, though. That was the number one I thought, and I thought maybe you Paul can't Heyman. See, I, I had left off like Bobby Brain Heenan. I left like all these guys off because... Whatever, I don't need to talk about him. We all know they're great. We know they're fucking great. Yeah. Paul Heyman has to be brought up. Yeah. He's the greatest. Yeah. I put him over Eric Bischoff. I just put Bischoff one because it WCW rules and I love sleaze balls. Like he's sleazier mm-hmm. than Paul E to me. Yeah. All right, my number one. You've already mentioned his name a couple times now, but it's the again, it's the obvious pick, and I think he was just a pioneer and it was Bobby the Brain Heenan. Um, you can't, you can't have, you can't leave him off. Yeah. And I, I think you knew I w- he was going to make my list somewhere. Um, I wasn't sure where to put him, just because we didn't really get to see him live so much. 
But just going back and kind of, again, we always like to do a little bit of extra research on these lists each week to make sure we're not leaving anybody off or to make sure we've, you know, got everything we want to say. But I was just kind of looking back and reading up on him, getting to know a little bit more about him and just realizing that he, I feel like in a lot of ways, kind of paved the way for the the manager position. Um, his promos, he was he was hilarious. He was really funny. Big time heel, always putting over all the heel characters and always just very good. Just very good. Very Another person that was very natural on the microphone just would cut into anyone and everyone. It seemed like for, at least for back then standards, nobody was off limits. He was just rag on everybody. You know, I, I saw his promo. I was watching his promo today with Andre the Giant and every time that, uh, uh, what's his name, Mean Gene wanted to interview him. He would go to, I'm like, there's no way they're going to let him talk. No, he pulls the <laughs> microphone. No, I'm the one that talked. You know, like he's like, this is this is for me to talk, not for him. Um, I just think he was really good at what he did, and I think he kind of paved the way for that spot in wrestling. So, yeah, I think, I mean, it's a bit yeah, of an obvious choice, but let's I think face he was it, number one. Gun to head, like you asked me who the best manager of all time is, it's Bobby Heenan. Yeah. But I can't. You know why I didn't do it. But yeah. for all you people out there who call my list stupid, and I know you know who I'm talking about. You, you, you jackasses, you're texting me and you're emailing me. Mm-hmm. You, you know who you are. I do these things because I have to. Yeah. Do you want but, to hear Do you want to hear the same top five or do you want to hear cool James Ellsworth information? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I appreciate you mixing it up and offering some alternatives there. But knowing that you're going to pick the outlandish ones, Sometimes I need to stick with the... Yeah, uh, I mean, sometimes you got to keep me honest and put the, yeah. real, the right ones on there. Mm-hmm. You know, like yeah. you said, the right choice is always the best choice. It can be, yeah. I but you believe, got you had some good ones this week, for course, sure. I can't believe you didn't think of Lita. <sighs> disappointed in myself right now. <laughs> Gosh, man, I just thought, yeah, that's your boys, you know? I know, I know. So that's some, why I'm disappointed. Some, okay, I want to talk about this real quick, put you on the spot. Some We already named some today that are, like, active. But name some that are active that might have some... Steam might actually work out. Maybe they might be on this list one day. Do you have any in mind? I got Just one. Talking about managers still? Yeah, 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 yeah okay, managers. we're still on our managers. Yeah, I got one. Who do you got? Tell me who you got. Bring Zelina Vega back. Yes. She was so fucking good. She, I've never, okay, I love Sasha. I love Bailey. They're god awful on the mic. They're horrible. I can admit that. They suck on the mic. Uh, Charlotte, she's okay. You know, but women aren't really good talkers on the mic. They just aren't. And I'm sorry that I say that. Whatever. Cancel me. But she's fucking good. Yeah. She was so good. She was believable. And plus, she could wrestle. Oh, yeah. She can do some moves. Total package, for sure. someone, AEW, Impact, I don't care who it is. Sign her. She's freaking awesome. Yeah. Is her non-compete up yet? Are we getting close? I don't know. I can't remember with all these releases and non-competes. But, yeah, I would love to see her. Also, uh, Miro was a great manager. I mean, he was. He was a man. He was technically a manager for. I guess. Sting. I don't know. He's, Sting. He's, Sting's a great manager. Oh God! Let's Sting not even go there. Come on. Uh, Can we skip one week without oh, saying? How did we not talk about Don Callis? Uh, yeah. Well. Yeah, he's good. He's very good. I just wasn't ready to put him on a. He he's could be a current one, but he's I don't know about my all time. Very good. Yeah, for sure. Very good. Yep. All right, that wraps it up, man. Uh, that was top five managers of all time. I hope you liked it. If you did, let us know. Josh Kimmel, OUS, and RTW Chris on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Real Talk Wrestling Pod. We're part of the Sadie Network, so you can just go there, find us there. Uh, anywhere else you can find us? Everywhere on the internet. And everywhere. Anywhere you look, Real Talk Wrestling. We're blowing up. Oh, we, what do we got? We got shirts, right? Didn't you say that? We got 
We don't have those. We yet. don't have shirts yet. We have no <laughs> shirts. We have shirts. We don't have shirts. <laughs> We're everywhere. Yep. All right, man. We're out. Leftovers or the DMV or house cleaning or Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. We're prohibited by law. T plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.